can we be real if our eyes aren't even real? Screw my eyes. Jaden okay, Smith. <laughs> We're back. What it's, up? It's been at least a month. A bit over. But, um, you know, nobody ever promised a solid recording schedule that's Except alive. we kind of did. We, we, we told people we would try, but we never guaranteed. Yeah, we kind of did. We are at least our goal of every other week. Alternative yeah. opinions and rants. I'm Matt. I'm Johnny. And I'm Jimmy. And uh, yeah, today's just gonna be another episode to fill you guys in on what's been going on with us, I guess. And just gonna pick right up into it. Um, do we want to do life updates? What's going on with you two? Anything new? Uh, back in school for my fall semester, taking two classes, getting getting really hard to stay motivated. That's a big word. Um, what about you, Johnny? Nothing, just working, to be honest. It's fair. Um, I, likewise, because fall semester has started, that has made work significantly more busy for me. We've been keeping up with a lot of tasks for the semester. Which reminds me, Andy said do not say hi to him when not in class. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry that I don't say hi to your brother while I'm working. <laughs> Shout out to you, Andy, if you're listening to our podcast. Um, I got a project car. We'll talk more about that later. Um, uh, let's see. It is second tax season, and these are for all you lazy people who couldn't get your stuff in on time. Uh, it is post iPhone announcement. Not even worth covering today. It's I didn't hear just take about it. like your old iPhone and add an extra camera. Take our last episode covering the last iPhone update. And you have today's iPhone update, or this month's iPhone update. It's kind of a shame on how they're not doing really anything innovative anymore. Yeah, um, I, I don't want to cover it too much, but Apple hasn't really been innovative, I mean, yeah. No, I mean, like, their cameras are still good, but... People were expecting this to be a big update. There's a lot of features that are in modern smartphones that they don't You can't have. blame them, because it takes them a little bit to copy off Android. Yeah, you gotta wait, you know. <laughs> but but in all seriousness, there are a lot of other features that you'd expect them to have by now, like USB C, um, in screen fingerprint displays or in screen fingerprint readers, which like even some of the cheapest phones right now have in screen fingerprint readers. Um, oh, built in stylus. Smaller smaller bezels, like this notch is kind of outdated. Oh, what's um, funny is that that notch is on the phone I just got and my phone is what a year old. Well, it's Almost a year old. I got a Galaxy Note 10 not too long ago, and I think the hole punch cutout is a much more economical mm. use of the space instead of the big iPhone notch that we've kind of grown to hate. But to wrap it up, um, new iPhones. Not really innovative. Ugly green color. More I, expensive. I like a green color. The ugly. It's like an ugly forest green. I, is I it, love a forest Okay, Johnny. It's ugly, ugly. Is I, it, I didn't see it. Is it look... Does it look better with that price tag? Oh, the price tag is terrible. <laughs> yeah. Stupid. They um they finally did something that I've actually been wanting them to do, and that's actually make it where the cheap iPhone is considered the the regular iPhone, and then make the more expensive one considered the Pro, instead of the naming they did previously, where you had the iPhone XS and the XR, where you didn't really know which one's the affordable one and then which one's the fancy. Now they do their naming iPhone 11 and iPhone 11 Pro. So that is good, Until good for Apple. Until they 11 Pro Max S, whatever. And they're just yeah, now there is an 11 Pro Max. Um, there is. <laughs> they're they're going to be like an accounting graduate student who's going to have after his Honestly, name, MSA, CPA, CMA, if I could JD, do, 
<laughs> if I could do one quick 30 second rant, the one thing I wish Apple would do with their phones, which is the same thing they do with their computers, which just makes sense, is for the love of God, stop incrementing the numbers and just start using release dates and years. You don't say MacBook 11. It says MacBook mid-2019, MacBook early 2019. Okay. It makes more sense about when it was released. Rant over. Let's get to the actual topics. Um, so the first topic we wanted to cover was the weather. Hmm? Weather. I mean, come on, guys. I know, dude. It's Colorado's at this time now where I leave wearing a jacket. It gets too warm. I got to take my jacket off in the middle of the day. What's up with that? Come on, let's just get like get out with a sweater on or a hoodie. Come back in a hoodie. Okay, so all jokes aside, our topic's not the weather. But um, <laughs> there's a common idea um, that basically the um, – this is the so so to give some background. Um, at my work, we recently put up a placard or a wall sign that says the most dangerous phrase in the language is "This is the way we've always done it." And then from the counter side of it, we've also seen something where people saying, "Oh, um, if things were broke, don't fix it." Not necessarily if it ain't broke, don't fix it, but like things were always this way years ago, yeah. or this is this is why change it kind of stuff and um i i particularly got an example of this that i was very upset of um i recently got a project car i got a 76 vw beetle and i was looking at the facebook page for some advice and i noticed somebody posting a post about how they wanted to lower their beetle moderately each car to each their own their own taste and this older gentleman got on and started just ranting on about how he hated hates when people spend all this time or restoring their car and making them all nice just to quote scrape off the entire floor pan after you're done restoring it because you've lowered it <laughs> and this was the kind of dude that had a mint bug in his profile picture um drove around with the towel on the seat as to not ruin the interior and ruin the upholstery and he made a quote that said mr porsche knew what he was doing when he made these cars those cars were perfect then and they are perfect now and I hate when people make these comments. Do you think he hates his dune buggy? I'm sure he hates buggy conversions and lowrider beetles and a lot of that stuff. But I, I hate when people always assume that when things were done, that's the only way to do it. There's no way to improve upon things. I'm saying, uh, like, from a car perspective, it's like, look at all rally cars. They're all modified street cars. Well, and it's no, I don't. I know it doesn't apply to all situations. I know that's what you're about to say, Johnny. Because I, I like to live by the fact that, like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I know you do, and I don't know if I necessarily agree with that all the time. There are certain things where it's, yes, if it's if it's going to cause more issue to fix it than it would be to just leave it, then leave it. But, but sometimes you don't even know that when you try to, quote-unquote, improve something. But sometimes by improving something, you make it worse than what it was. I agree sure. with that when it comes to food. But to adjust to address the gentleman's concern about how it was perfect back then, Mr. Ferdinand Porsche, the person who designed the Beetle, was limited by the technology of his time, and so was the car. These are cars from the 50s, 60s, 70s. These are cars with no power steering, no anti-lock brakes, no airbags. Where a car accident was called a car crash. And it was a body-on-frame design with no crash bars, like... These are not perfect cars. When you look at modern cars today and cars from like the 50s, 60s, 
there is a lot that's changed. Yeah. People can retrofit. There are stuff yes. that people add coilover shocks, for example, that keep the factory ride height but make it way better of a ride. Well, get it off cars. Like if well, we I mean, go back to, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. We could still use the telegraph. Yeah, but the telegraph works fine for people. Yeah, Morse code worked fine for everyone. It got information done quickly and across consonants. Well, I mean, black and white TVs. There, there's, there's radio. There's a difference between making improve like being I, I don't want to yeah being innovative and then like trying to fix something that isn't broken. I think the problem is when people use that as an excuse for not innovating. If it ain't broke, don't. This actually looks this the Apple thing is a perfect example. Mm-hmm. Apple lives a philosophy of if it ain't broke, don't fix it, and they're using it as a reason to not innovate. And it's making them boring. It's making them more expensive and boring. And so, they, like, look at Samsung. They are trying to innovate with the foldable flip phone again. Mm-hmm. Like the Galaxy Fold. Yep. For those that don't know, the Galaxy Fold is just like a smartphone, but you can fold it open so it's like tablet mm-hmm. size. And it has a foldable screen. The screen right. is actually a foldable screen. Now, and they did fail the first time. This is a perfect example of it. They they took a risk. They tried to change something, and they failed before the product was even released. It was recalled. See, that personally annoys me when people try when people rush deadlines. Oh, I don't know that it was oh, rushed. Yeah. I think they just didn't anticipate. Well, I mean, you, you see a lot with video games where, like, game video company, games is a big one. Game yeah. companies are like, we have to put it out by this date because they're running a business, but the product isn't ready at that date, even though you have people working. Many, many, many overtime hours. I have no shame. I have no shame in calling out unfinished video games like Fallout seventy six, where it was just. Or or what what was that one that Jimmy really likes? Um, Sky. Oh, No Man's Sky. No No Man's Sky. Sky. Oh my God, No Man's Sky had a terrible. And that's the problem. You look at it. They they build up these release trailers. You get so much hype about these games. They look great. The product is an absolute fall when it launches. Mm. It's absolutely junk. All the hype dies, and then when they finally publish the finished version of the product and it looks good, the hype has died out and nobody cares. But the thing is, they still got all the hype, the launch day hype profit. So they put in minimal effort, got the same amount of money that they would have gotten at release if they finished. I wouldn't say minimal effort. I think deadlines are important, but not necessarily stick straight to them because you want to get those goals done as as soon as possible. Because it shows that you you provide good quality if you can meet a deadline and have a good quality product. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's like if you don't give a deadline, then you could be, I don't know, like Alita, they didn't have a deadline, and it took them like 10 years of pre-production before they actually started filming. But from the same point, if you don't provide a deadline, it's very hard for people to get excited about a product that they don't know when to anticipate. Exactly. For example, um, a good game that's like this, Serious Sam 4. Serious Sam is one of my favorite game franchises. I loved Serious Sam 3 when it came out, and now we're at a... We're at a time where they announced Serious Sam 4 years ago, but there's no timeline, there's no details being released, so I kind of forgot about it. But would you prefer a finished product once it comes out, something that you know you can play with no issues right from the get-go, or would you rather have not basically a beta version? Define not if I'm wait de- 10 years. Define unfinished and beta, because to me, those are two different... I think beta version I, is I means... I unfinished. I said... Finished and then more like a beta version. I think I would be okay with a beta version if I wasn't missing core game functionality. Bugs here and there sure are fine. That happens. Even in a final released quote unquote polished product, you're going to have bugs. 
What I hate is when people literally leaving leave out missing functionality that was promised at the beginning of it. Like missing features or missing game modes or missing um or there's an element that's so buggy that it just does not work at all. Mm -hmm. So that's to answer your question, I think I would be okay playing a beta version with the expectation that I knew when to expect a finished product. Personally, I'd rather have a fully polished, finished product, even if it takes a little bit longer. Like, I would prefer yeah, like to have my car to have the airbag. Seven years. What? Like, Borderlands 3 taking up seven years? Yes. Or, like, having my car, once it comes, having airbags and a seatbelt. But see, that's what I'm talking about, core functionality. I'm not okay with missing core functionality. But, but like, you were just talking about Persephone 6 Steel. It didn't have airbags back in the day, which means it's not part of the core functionality. Oh, but it was time. also not required. You're, we're now talking about limitations of the time. Mm -hmm. we're, we're now talking about modern expectations, things you'd expect. I would have never expected a game from the Nintendo 64 era to have online multiplayer. No. But today that's kind of a given for most big games that are not big mm -hmm. AAA single-player story-driven games. Yes. But, at, like, sometimes car manufacturers do the same thing where they cut corners as well. And then they have all these big recalls of like, oh, this part on the brake pedal uh, keeps breaking, so we need you to bring it back in so we can fix our mistake. Yeah, American car automotive yeah. makers are big for that. Chevy just published a huge recall of um, certain Chevy, what is it, the Chevy Suburban, um, GMC truck, and um, the Chevy Silverado. They all had a part of the brake cylinder that could malfunction, resulting in decreased braking force, meaning you would have to push the brake a lot harder. And you have to, to have stop. a lot more distance to stop. Yeah. So Did stuff I, like that, I. Wasn't there another recall recently about airbags, too? On a different American car manufacturer? I know Toyota's had a couple recalls. The, Volkswagen had that big one. Well, those were all affected by the same one, though. The recall that you're referring to is the Takata airbag no, recall. No, not the Takata, because this Takata happened years ago. Takata is still affecting people, though. There yeah, are still well, plenty of cars. Like, I thought it was like Ford's newer vehicles that they had a problem with the airbags. I know that was a recall on Ford. I can't remember. But, I mean, again, to to stop beating around the bush, the, yes, there is a lot of half-assed work mm -hmm. lately. Well, I guess we're actually out of that topic. Slightly. But it happens. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. I, this, we, we kind of have grown into kind of a society where we... Have, we have shown um, manufacturers and producers that we're okay with the half-assed work. By constantly buying it mm -hmm. and giving into it, we are saying that we are okay with this half-assed work. Well, actually, talk, building off that, we as a society have moved it. We're expecting a few people to do the major innovations that we want it now, while the majority they can slide by. Because like Elon Musk, we expect him to do great things. We expect very few people to do great things, but for the most part, we still rely upon the generic stuff. What you know, you brought up Elon things? Musk, and um, I uh, I just thought of something hilarious that I thought of the other day, but it would be, uh, imagine being a lot older one day, being able to tell your kids and grandkids about how crazy Elon Musk was when you were growing up, like all the crazy stuff. Like People talk about Steve Jobs when they were growing up and like all the crazy stuff he went to. Elon Musk is kind of like that example of Steve Jobs for us, where he's like, he's a big innovator of a product that's new. He's a big innovator of a product that mm -hmm. hasn't seen a lot of market, 
But but he's not that crazy. He's not like going around stealing people's ideas. He's he's crazy in the sense that, that he's know. he is <laughs> not your he's not your average Joe. Average CEO. Yeah, he's, like he's, he's gotten on a podcast and, and smoked a joint. And what are their joints? What? What are their joints? Oh sh- I'm sorry, I left them left them in my other house. Thanks, Joe. <laughs> sorry. My other house. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's like it feels like we rely on like very few innovators because think about it, like there's Steve Jobs, there's Bill Gates. Well, and we live we live in a time where that's kind of the norm, like with a lot of stuff. And um, I can't remember exactly what they call this. It's um, I think it's Moore's law. But it, it basically yeah. uh, Moore's law, I think, replaced to the um the number. It's a very specific law talking about CPUs, but it relates to the. Like, I, I want to see where this is going. It relates to the number of semiconductors that they can, or transitions that they can fit on each specific CPU. But it says basically each year the, the amount of performance increase or the, the amount of boost that you will get each year will exponentially drop. And it's kind of like we're seeing the effects of that. Like, smartphones are not really changing much from year. Like, remember when the iPhone, early on in the iPhone days, and it changed, and it's like, hey, you can now multitask. You can now have a wallpaper behind your icon. You now have a front-facing camera. You can video call. Remember when video calling was, like, not so commonplace and people were blown away by FaceTime? And now it's like, hey, we made the camera 10% better mm-hmm. and our phone is 50% faster, but you won't notice because it's already fast enough for you. Yeah, and I mean, yes. So, like, I video chat once a week. We all take pictures every day, you know? Instant messaging. The Where is that... Ten years ago. The availability of fast mobile internet and social media has made instant messaging so much better mm-hmm. to the point where when there is very little R&D in SMS right now. Like, not many people are trying to update SMS. We're using SMS, and that is the exact same network technology and framework that was around when people had flip phones. Mm-hmm. It is the exact – it is still the same network people, capacity. People rely more on the 4G – uh, VO LTE mm-hmm. more than they do on regular AT and T. One hundred percent, that is true. Mm-hmm. Voice over data is now more commonplace than just using well, yeah, like, CDMA GSM. If you mm-hmm. even think about it from other points, like say camping gear, if you really think about it, how much has camping gear really changed over the years? That's true. We we've been using the same tent for. I've years. been using Goodwood tents that are probably older than me. Like yeah, they come out <laughs> with tents that are slightly lighter because they use. Aluminum but, or whatnot, but, but it also depends on your purpose for car camping. Like for us, we don't need it. But there are people who are diehard outdoors people who like they know the the core improvements in technology and like the changes. And like they go on twenty mile backpacking trips. Yeah, I mean you can kind of apply it to the same thing. It's like why do you need? Yeah, but people a, have been doing backpack twenty mile backpack trips from the past. Let's just make it slightly easier for them. Yes, but it's like. Why do you need a, let's say, a Mercedes, I don't know, let's go with like the 6x6 six six when a Jeep Wrangler will do the same job? Well, I think that's a poor example. I think a better conversion, Mercedes I think a better comparison would be a regular G-Wagon. Not the 6x6, six six, but a regular 4x4 four four G-Wagon compared to a Wrangler. It's, it's the same kind of thing. Like, why do you need like a Note 10 or a iPhone 11 or mm-hmm. whatever when an iPhone 5 does what you well, need. Well, it doesn't. <laughs> it's, 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 I get what Johnny's trying to say. It's like the preference of luxury and what like people's interests. I personally well, go for actually, the nicer phone because I like having the latest features and I think that stuff is cool. 
there are I have coworkers who still will not upgrade to the latest iPhone, and they have an iPhone SE, and they like I, having a I small. I have a coworker simple... with an iPhone five. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like people don't care about not getting software updates or the security updates. I don't agree. I think there should be a certain limit where people should kind of move on. Where like I, suddenly your security on your phone is compromised by it. Like but iPhone five is an example of not getting updates anymore, and you should probably move up. On, but at the same actually, time, like he, he doesn't use stuff like the most he does. He has like an iPad where he watches movies every once in a while. But he he stays away from that kind of stuff. He doesn't even have a Facebook page. Sure, and it's to each their own. But again, it's like there there becomes a point where yes, it makes sense to switch. But for a lot of people, like especially cars, cars are a big example. Some people mm-hmm. drive. Some people bought a car brand new in '96 and are still driving that same car. Mm-hmm. Some people buy a new car once they pay off their last car. Yeah, it's just preference. Mm-hmm. All right, I think it's. Well, I think it's, I was gonna say. I think I have a tr- way to transition to our next topic. Okay. Talking about the phone, one argument that I've heard is Not like. Worth it. Oh, uh, besides <laughs> that, I've ha- I've heard the argument that they already have my information. What's the point of me changing over? What's the point of me doing this and this and that? I make this argument all the time. I really. And this Gosh, leads that us is to our me. next topic. I feel like you they're, quoted me directly. Oh, it's not just you. I've heard this at <laughs> work. But, like, there's people... Or our next topic is the argument against the idea that it's not worth arguing about. Because, I don't know if you, you've had this in your lives, but there's always, like, one person... Several people in, like, a friend group that will start... They're stick to their guns about certain things, and you meet and you try arguing with them. It's like, no, your ideas are wrong. This is why it's wrong. And then someone else will chime in and tell you, it's like, oh, it's not worth arguing about. They're just gonna stick to their guns. Well, yeah, some stuff is just not worth arguing about. There are there are sometimes where it's like it's a trivial argument, but I feel like the problem is we make that excuse too much. I make that excuse too much where I say it's just not worth it because I don't want to go through the effort of trying to justify my point. Well, I think that, and I just think fruit- it's I don't I think I feel like it's gonna be a fruitless task. Sometimes the consequences are not worth the effort that is necessary to put into the argument. But this is why yeah. I think it is a bad mindset. Well, like a prime example is you two disagree on phones. Mm. Yes, you, you guys have argued about it plenty of times. Is it worth the argument? Honestly, no, no, because I understand where he's coming from. He likes latest bit, but I, he's that's the yeah. that's the key word. He understands my yes. argument, and this is one where it's not necessarily there's a right or wrong answer. Because I like the latest spec, I just don't see the point of upgrading every, I don't know, once a year or so. There are some. There are some arguments where there may not necessarily be a right or wrong, and that's where those some yeah. where you may make the argument to say, "Hey, it's not worth arguing about." Mm-hmm. But there's other subjects, and I know I'm gonna dance lightly around this because we've been told that it's a touchy subject. But say like the argument about climate change. Mm-hmm. I mean, personally, I don't we're see not... why it's so touchy, but keep going. The uh, the idea behind it is it's. It's very easy to say it's not worth arguing. And then also, like our previous topic, that they didn't have all this crap about climate change years ago. But then we talk about innovation and how science has changed and how technology has adapted. And we now know things that we didn't know 50, 20, 30 years ago, whatever. Well, I mean, like a big issue with climate change 
is that every the majority of people agree that it's hemp. The big disagreement is why and how they do something. And then like one of the subjects which I've I've heard because of different different opinions because I've I have my opinion and there's people at my work who they tend to be older and they they go with the idea it's like oh it's been happening for a long time but. I talk to someone else and like it's not worth arguing about because they're just going to stick to their ideas. But in my mind, without going too much into this, it's a dangerous way to let people slide by because that just lets them keep on doing what they've been doing that could potentially hurt future people. That is my two cents on the climate change. But we can switch to a slightly different topic away from climate change and go to other ideas, say like, Gun control. I know we have a cousin that's posted online. It's like, oh, so like 50 years ago, everyone had better guns. We've had laws and whatnot, and they're just trying to take away stuff, blah, 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 blah. And people don't want to argue with them because it's like, oh, well, it's not worth arguing about. Well, first of all, it, it went on Facebook. It's like, what? No, no, no. Who are you arguing with? You're arguing with one person, whoever is. You know, wants to sit band around and watch, but especially since it's not a face-to-face -face interaction, it's not a genuine human interaction. You're fighting over a screen. Not ninety-nine percent of the time, well, it's not worth the argument. Yeah, when it's on Facebook, I'm not saying that, but in person, we could go with the idea of college tuition and how, in the past, people will like older people will say like, "Oh, I was able to work part time, go to school." And blah 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 blah, and it's like, well, that was nice when tuition was cheaper back then, and whatnot. Because I've had this argument at work where it's like, oh, you don't need to take out student loans to graduate. Or yeah, I when I was your age, I didn't have to take out loans, or yeah, I worked forty hours a week and all this kind of kind of stuff. Yeah, it's like those ideas, and then it's like some people think it's worth arguing about because times has changed. Times from 50 mm -hmm. years ago to now have changed. In which case, where I think I saw one point, one comedian I like, comedian information, Sal Minaj, he came out this week uh, to in front of Congress talking about student debt and how it is a big problem and how a lot of these older people saying, oh, it is their choice. They choose to buy the expensive stuff. They choose to be in debt. No, that's not in true. Debt and well, we know it's not true. He's told them, it's like, okay, whatever senator or House representative person, I can't remember who's speaking for the House or the Senate, mm -hmm. but he's like, when you went to school, we're going to adjust this for inflation for $2,018. The equivalent of what you paid for school then to now would be like $2,000, $3,000 a year at your school's, like, I can't remember if it was like USC or something. Now students are paying like forty, fifty, sixty thousand dollars a year. Tuition has rapidly increased, where it's now becoming affordable to do your degree without getting loans. No, that that's more two different arguments than his specific business, but um, but like with some stuff, like when, when if it's in the office, I mean the most I'll argue is like, yes, it was cheaper then, but. Have you taken into account inflation over the years? Because well, obviously $2018 is not the same as 1992. Sure. Yeah. Well, mm -hmm. I just told about did include 
with inflation. Mm-hmm. But like if it's in the office, that's as much as I'll take it because it's not worth the argument because obviously you've already paid for school, they've already paid for school, you got to pay for loans. Obviously, they've gone a different path. Is it really worth it just to prove a point that tuition has changed money? No, because whoever they tell and they go to school, they realize the exact same thing you realize, and it's just not worth it. That's my two cents. I yeah. actually, this reminds me of a little rant I want to do before we get to the next subject. Uh-huh. Uh, they don't know about this yet, but, like, the idea of you, of being paid. You like flat earth? Fair. No. Oh, God. <laughs> being paid fair. Because everyone's like, oh, wages are increasing, or wages should be increasing and whatnot, and cost of living has increased, and people are saying, like, we can't afford stuff anymore. And the biggest complaint is like, oh, then you shouldn't buy the other iPhones. You shouldn't buy this. You shouldn't be wasteful, blah, 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 blah. Well, turns out this week on uh, the color, or not color, the U.S. Census came out with the updated uh, U.S. median household income for 2018. Mm-hmm. That was, it turns out to be $63,000 is a median household income. So this is like two providers in a house, mm-hmm. roughly. Well, in 1999, that was like around $50,000. And you're like, oh, we've grown a lot in uh, 20 years, right? Yeah. Well, when you adjust for inflation for $1999, $2018, we're still about the same. It's about $63,000. Meaning that wages have kind of been stagnant for the last 20 years. But inflation has been going up. Yep. And instead of actually addressing the problem on how wages, the wages we're not make that we're making now is not livable, people are just blaming on spending habits. Yeah. Because I think you would agree. What do you think you're being paid fairly for your work, Matt? I don't think so. But my situation is also a little different. Because I'm saying everyone's situation is different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm getting paid fairly because like. Earlier this year, I had one of the partners at work, their after-tax season part, party, she's like, oh, why don't you buy your own place? And in my mind, and I want to tell her, she's like, oh, only if you guys paid me better. Mm-hmm. Because she, I don't know if she thinks that what I'm being paid is enough to go out and get on my own world and live on my own. But it's like, what they're paying me, one of those paychecks, bear, I think it's actually slightly lower at net pay to cover one month tuition payment for school. Yeah. The the cost of uh, loans and uh, living expenses, rent and stuff like that, especially in Colorado. Um, Colorado Springs, I think, was just rated to be above the average now mm-hmm. for uh, living expenses. We And we keep going up because it's mm-hmm. now becoming a destination. I was, li- I, I was looking at apartments recently. Mm-hmm. And, like, a studio apartment, so you can find, sure, it's cheaper, $600. Mm-hmm. But would you want to get a $600 studio apartment? No. The typical average price for, like, let's just say a studio ends up being around $800, which a lot of people would say, oh, that's that seems fair, but at the same time, you don't have any bedrooms. You don't have any distinguishing between your kitchen. Yeah, it's just a room. It's, it's just, just a room in a bathroom. If you want, like, what most people go for, a two-bedroom uh, apartment, that could range anywhere between, let's say, a thousand dollars to twenty five hundred dollars, depending what you want. 
And if you want to live in a nicer area where you don't have to worry about if you're going to have your wheels on in the morning, you're probably going to be looking more like $1,300, $1,400, dollars which he doesn't charge. Yep. I'm just, just someone else's rates. I don't want to be one of those millennials like, oh, they're not paying me enough, but it's like... It's just not worth the effort. Cost to live... But but all jokes aside, all jokes aside, it's like there's a reason why about thirty three percent of eighteen to thirty four year olds still live at home. That's all I'm gonna say. Now on to our next topic. Um, Johnny, do you have an update on your online dating? Nope. Still sucks. Mm, I just really haven't been on lately. I've been on and I keep on swiping and I don't know if the secretary at work shout out to you um, have recommended that I actually pay for a service and it might actually be yeah, a lot I of might get more fortune from it some of these are more worthwhile to pay for services eHarmony and apps mm-hmm. but I don't know if it's just me trying to be frugal or whatnot, and I'm still sticking to like Bumble and well, I mean, how how worth it is it to you? Is the question you got to ask yourself? Like, how much do you care about trying to make this specific type of dating solution, if that's what you want to call it, work, or are you content with where you are now? Or any any of our listeners have any single friends? Contact Jimmy. Oh God, he's on Facebook. Uh, I'm also on Instagram and Snapchat. Oh God, <laughs> no, I just want to push out there that. Life revolves more than Facebook. But there is new Facebook dating. I don't know if you've seen that. Yeah, I keep getting suggested because I my, my dating status is not listed on Facebook anymore. It doesn't show whether or not I'm in a relationship. So it keeps sending me uh, ads to try out the new Facebook dating. And I'm like, I'm good. I'm on it. And I don't know. It, it just reminds me like a mixture of Tinder and Hinge. How so? What's the... Explain for our viewers so, who don't have Facebook, um, or our listeners, I guess. Yeah. Our viewers, um, you explain. Know we mostly talk on Facebook. <laughs> hey, uh, if you guys want, we could start recording these videos and put it on YouTube. Okay. Well, actually, right. respond back and say you want it or not. No. But back to this. Um, Facebook dating is in your Facebook app, and why it reminds me of Tinder is that you get. Facebook takes your data and whatnot and suggests people that you may or may not be interested in. So you can click on their profile, swipe left or right, say you like them or not. But you could also just click, say, on a photo or on a thing, like in Hinge, and say, oh, I like this. Oh, you have a nice smile. You have pretty eyes. Oh, what? Oh, it's cool that you're doing skydiving or whatnot. That's kind of like Facebook dating. The diff- what Facebook dating has also added is a secret crush function. Mm-hmm. So that now, sounds creepy. So what happens is you can, on the app, you could put like, oh, I like these friends. That's my secret crush. Now, if they're also on Facebook dating, they'll get a notification that one of their friends likes them. And they can go into the secret crush function and put their list of friends. And now if both friends like each other in the secret crush they'll be notified that they like each other Ooh, i could see people doing that as a prank just to find out who likes them just to humiliate somebody i could feel them adding their entire friends list to their secret now you can only add nine people though interesting so 
you, you, you can still, you, and it still sounds kind of creepy. Secret crush, and like you only know who your secret crush is, like you had the same secret crush. You could have a secret crush for like 20 years. And the other person just is like, oh, that's a kid I knew from high school. Well, you can update it later if you don't like them anymore. I'm not saying you're going to like the same people 20 years from now. It's you, still, I still see a lot of potential for people getting upset or feelings getting hurt or whatever. Yeah, but it's no different than any other online dating app. Because uh, it's, it's, it's a little it different. It, it, it's, Facebook for, is social media yes. for you to connect with people you already know. I mean, and they're adding a dating component into mixing that. I mean, but there's a lot of dating apps on your Facebook feed. I mean, it does? It does not. Still, though. Like, even though a lot of dating apps, you have the option of, like, connecting your Facebook. Most time... Most of the time, I choose not to, because I like having that distinction. Mm-hmm. I do, because I want to get my photos from Facebook, and I have different ways to do it. Yeah, that's just being lazy. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. I think people in general are just lazy. But it, it's... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it, 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 it is kind of invasive for Facebook to be like, hey, let's add a dating book. Because, like, you know how many... You know how many times I've seen, like, old coworkers of mine, especially, like, older men... Like commenting on like younger people's friends I've had from my old coworkers post, and like they're the only comment. See, no one's liked it. Anything. It's like the weirdest, most awkward thing in the world. And, like they're the kind of people who still send pokes on Facebook. Oh god, don't get. Well, me I'm started. saying like suggested matches. <laughs> they don't suggest your friends, to my knowledge. Are you sure though? To my knowledge, they don't. That is a very hesitant no. Well, no. I can't say with 100% certainty. I just know for the secret crush, you won't find out who likes you unless you like them too. And that's of your friends. I still find it kind of weird. I agree. But you find online dating weird in general, Jordan. I do. But whatever. Anyway, if you get a match on a dating profile, Jimmy, how would you take them out on a date? First time. It depends. On on our feng shui. What's feng shui? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, what, 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 you can't okay, just based on chemistry because depending on like well, how fun we are, what we could do, what I like is we could go. What? <laughs> I didn't hear your comment. You said how fun we are. <laughs> Isn't the guy hurt me? Oh, hey, baby. <laughs> See, I like the idea, like, say, first going to Goodwill and like choosing, it's gonna, you're gonna think this is creepy. Choosing like stuff and you have to like wear that for the rest of the night. It is creepy, especially for a first date with, to be honest, a stranger. Yeah, and then go out to different places. Like, how do you know what your compatibility is if, is if that's your first date? Well, I'm not saying like you get undressed and you put on whatever. You can put it over their clothes. This is weird. This is getting very weird. (laughs) I don't know where this is going. Check, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I, I like that idea. There's also always mini golf. Bowling, depending on how loud the bowling lanes are. Because you know you can't really have a conversation when you, it's you, really loud. You can definitely have a conversation with a bowling So, awkward silence, because Matt dropped the keyboard and paused the recording. Um, but, yeah, picking up where, what we were saying, um, bowling alleys. Well, you, can, you, can, you can definitely have a conversation at a bowling alley. I I think you can. Um, I've, I, I've my, done it personally. My personal philosophy on the date thing is like there are certain ideas that 
make more sense. You don't want to do the typical dinner in a movie thing. Uh, that's that's, that's my personally fallback. my fallback. That, that's, First date, dinner in a movie is awkward. And typically, I try to cut out the movie part because the entire point is trying to get to know the other exactly. person. Exactly. I think get rid of the movie. The dinner is fine. Maybe do the dinner depending on how awkward. If you two are kind of people that... My my philosophy is if you're if you're more awkward, kind of like me, like if I'm more of an awkward person, dinner is really tough for a first date because once you start running out of things to talk about, it's not like you can just start talking about what's going on around you, and you just you just sit there in awkward silence. I actually gave recommendation to my friend and encouraged him for a first date to do mini golfing and then ice cream after because if you guys run out of topics to talk about, you can start talking about. How the golfing is going, or make comments. Uh, I'm a white person. <laughs> Howdy, partner. Okay. How them putt golf go? Okay. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like it's it's you easier to talk about what you're doing. You. I'm not gonna I'm talk about my food and just be like, oh yeah, this food tastes good. Like you can you can talk you about golfing or joke it. around and trash talk and. Girl, I think it's because you can actually have a conversation. That's the thing. I'm more I'm more awkward than you. Like I'm talking about awkward people. And you're you know, not awkward. You know, I'm very quiet when I don't really know the person. Quiet, more socially introverted people. That's, that's why, first of all, that Goodwill idea, it's a, it's not a bad date idea, but for a first date, it's well, I have for really a fact awkward. that one of our friends liked that date idea. Who? Just one? Well, <laughs> I, I don't want to name him on the podcast yet. That's not a good connection. Well, either way, I just because one person likes it. See, my key it when it comes... It just takes one person to like it. Well, never mind. Scratch that because there's a lot of bad wow. ideas that come from that. Wow. We're going to scratch that. We're going to have to make this podcast R-rated in a minute. <laughs> no, my big thing, especially when it comes to first dates, is that you're communicating that it is a date. Because especially nowadays, so many people go out and say, let's, let's hang, out. hang out. And then the other person is confused because they think that we're hanging out as friends. One person thinks it's a date. Now, before we wrap up this episode, I want to take a quick minute to just take a break. Um, we're gonna cut to a quick sponsor spot. We will be right back. We'll be right back. And we're back. So picking up where we left off on, um, final thoughts on the dating ideas. I, I encourage communication. I encourage that you're clear with what your intentions are. Ask, ask the other person what what they like. Food should be involved in some sort of activity. Activity. Food should not always be involved. Sometimes, sometimes people don't like doing food on the first date. Well, I'm talking about like ice cream or. But it is also a good way to find out if like they have allergies or whatnot. It's a good way to find out if there's a red flag because if she don't like ice cream, she's not for me. Unless she's vegan. Or if she's reached the waiter or he. Yeah, that's true. So, there, 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 there could be very big red flags. So I guess the date, the food thing is a good thing, but try to try to do something that encourages you to get to know the person. It could be like a hiking ice cream. Don't don't do movie or something where you'd be suffering. Well, yeah, you should mm-hmm. just do, and you have to make your intentions clear, because the most the thing I hear the most is, I did I think it might was a date, but I don't know if it was a date. Yeah, the biggest ones where people yeah. never say, "Is this a date?" They're like, "Hey, let's make this hangout," and then, "Oh, I have romantic intentions for this person," mm-hmm. so I don't know if it's actually a date or not. Exactly, and they always communicate by saying. Let's hang out. So, all right. So, final topic before we wrap up this episode um, is, and I know we touched on this more than once, and we're gonna keep touching on it until people revisit fact, fact checking. Fact check your shit before you share it on Facebook. We now have to make it explicit. I don't care. <laughs> 
Um, no, but seriously, people will go. It might fit. My the most common one is people will go and share a screenshot from some viral page. It'll be a screenshot of a tweet that somebody oh, posted. I saw one on Facebook today. And it's not. It's it's like it'll say, "Oh, this famous person said this tweet." And they have never, you can go to their Twitter, there's no such tweet, they've never said a thing like that. Like, there's a lot of them saying famous people have said, oh, we're going to join in on Area 51 raids. Like, Keanu Reeves, Kevin Hart, The Rock. All you have to do is take a picture of their face, where it looks like they're holding up You don't even have to do that, you just take one of their tweets, you take a tweet, put white coloring in Photoshop over the previous text, use the same font, and you can write whatever you want. I was about, like, the Snapchat-looking one. Oh, it's so easy for people to make up mm-hmm. um, fake celebrity tweets. Mm-hmm. People, especially on Facebook, this is very popular for them to be sharing this kind of stuff. And then the problem is Facebook makes it so easy. You have that share now function where you're like, "Oh, this is funny. I'm gonna share it with my friends," and it takes like one my click. My friends need to know about this because, like I saw one earlier about Tim Allen said that it costs more to uh, put up. Uh, Obamacare website than it does cost for the wall. But the wall is costing billions of dollars. Yeah. Common sense stuff. And then um, the other one is like the people who sh- like this is more targeted at like old old people because older. I don't see I don't I wouldn't say older. Older. Older people. Because it's not like people in their 60s. It's gone as young as older. Like, older less technology savvy people. And even some technology stuff. Or just people who... Stupid people. People who believe things at face value um, will share articles that say, remember, today starts the new rule where Facebook can use anything you share or post by copying and pasting... I'm not going to lie, I've done that one time. (laughs) By copying and pasting this, Facebook is not... Like, you honestly think a Facebook post is legally binding. I realized afterwards, like, I already agreed to the terms and conditions. Exactly. You agreed to the terms and conditions. The one that bugs me is when people like post this "quote unquote" fact mm-hmm. about stuff, and it's just yeah, they just share it, and they um they don't even they, they don't even real like they don't even consider how unrealistic it sounds. Take two seconds and think if it actually makes sense why this person will be posting this, like, or, or even just even if they could be, just take the extra second, go to Google, find. You could or say stuff that seems Tim Allen wall quote, or just look it up on their Twitter. Like if it's something that it was a tweet. Like here's an example of one, and this one is because of the whole crap with Popeyes and Chick Fil A. Somebody posted a photo saying, "Oh, it, like it was totally out of character for Chick Fil A's media." But it was like, "Oh, you should have stayed in your lane." Now we got fried chicken or something like that. And it's like a bucket it's of a bucket chicken, chicken yeah. and it's in like a Chick Fil A cup. And I'm like, first of all, Chick Fil A is known to be like the super Christian, super friendly. Customer service focus. They're never gonna say, "Oh, another company should have They're stayed in their be like lane." Wendy's. They're exactly. They're not gonna be like Wendy's. Second of all, it takes two seconds to go to their Twitter and look for a tweet like that, and it was fake. And then I commented on it and I said, "Hey, just so you know, this is fake." And the other person said, "What? Does it detract from the value of my post?" Nice try. Go comment somewhere else. I'm like, "Yes, it does detract because it's not as funny anymore. This stuff would only be funny to me if it was real." It's not fairy tale hour. I'm not just gonna make up fake posts for a laugh or for a like. <laughs> you hear it here first. All right. Anyway, that uh, that's that it. Kind of for wraps us. up this episode. Um, 
We're going to try to have, like, maybe some guests on one of our If you want to be on a guest on the podcast and you're local, hit us up. Don't be a stranger. We'll make it work out. Um, yeah, this is us signing off. This is Matt. It's Johnny. There's Jimmy. Thanks for tuning Stay in. It's cool. Hashtag recall Noah Watts. <laughs> <laughs>